This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. We're not live on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you, Stevie. Yes, <laughs> not, not tonight. Um, and welcome to another edition of the Wednesday week podcast. Um, yes, this is not Dan Fudge. Apparently, yeah, he's, uh, he's booked in for uh, another Botox injection, so he can't make it. So we can't hear his thoughts on what we're going to discuss tonight. So tonight I'm joined with Stevie, Simon and Dave. Um, And basically, uh, it's going to be an hard one, this one. We're going to try and review this last season. Mm. So where do we start? We can start at the beginning, we can start at the end. Anyway, that was the Wednesday week podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Beep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah. So, um, I think, I think, should we, I think the easiest question, so the, the premise of this is that I'm just going to, quick question, and we're all going to give our thoughts, our um, ideas, and whatever. So, go on, man. Easy one tonight. I'm going to go for, easy one. Fucking hell. That's language, sorry. Um, <laughs> player of the season. So, we're all going to put in for our player of the season. And I'm going to start with, oh, this is, oh, who can I stitch up first? Um, I'm going to go with Dave. Dave, come on, give your thoughts, player of the season. Well, okay, so you've kind of prompted us before we came on for this, and this is probably, all the, all the positive ones are really difficult to think of, the, the negative ones are dead easy to think of things for, but player of the year, I went for Josh Windass, uh, after much deliberation, and it wasn't uh, an easy decision. I think if he was like 21, 22, and he played the way he played this season, I think it's easier. I think it's hard to kind of get your head around the fact that he's 27 and it's not like he's a young boy anymore. But when he has played and played well, he is somebody that has looked like they are going to do something, which I think the vast majority of our players have not, um, which I'm not going to mention any names because they might end up completely steamrolling over what other people pick for their player. But I think when Windass has been on the game, I think he's shown pace. I think he's attacked 
and he's got a fair poor return for it. So in a bad season, um, Windass is somebody that's up to threat, might be a saleable asset, and is my best of a bad bunch. Best of a bad bunch. I think that's uh, I think that's going to be the the theme. Um, so I um, go on, Stevie. Let's let's go on, Stevie. Come on. What who's who's your been your? Uh... Uh, I think similar to Dave. I think there's been it's that best of a, a, a bad bunch. I think there have been lots and lots of players that have flattered to deceive and gone on runs of maybe four or five weeks where they've gone, they've looked the part and looked like they, you know, will be a standout player or somebody to get the club by the scruff of the neck and maybe pull us out the the, the shit, so to speak. Um, I think had he not get got injured, um, it would have been Iorfa for me. I thought Iorfa started the season really well and I think that was one of the nails in the coffin. I offered Achilles going, um, left a massive void in, in in the back line that we've never really managed to um, to, to sort of resolve the issue there. Um, I would have to agree over the, over the course of however many months it's been, eight nine months or whatever. You'd you'd have to say on on balance of play for me personally, probably Windass. I think it would be remiss of me not to mention the fact that for all the the shit that he's got, he's very much maligned. He's Barry Bannon. Um, I think he's, he, whilst I think he's vastly overrated by lots and lots of people, I don't think he's necessarily been as bad or as abject as people have made out him to be, or made him out to be, should I say. Um, he would have been up there. But I think by his high, high, higher standards of previous years, um, I, th- I find it difficult. And I think he's somebody that we would associate with desperation of everything had to go through him he was playing himself a little bit too deep at times he was he was causing issues in terms of the fact that the style of play that we've played meant that everything or he wanted everything to go through him uh, forgive me I can't remember who it was that we've, we've had on recently or we've heard talking recently about the fact that um, when Bannon plays he can be a little, a little bit selfish he can be a little bit mardy in the changing room he can you know he's got high standards but he doesn't strike me necessarily as a leader and I think that's been an issue um, so all being said I think Windass is probably the right call for me just ahead of Iorfa because I Iorfa I would have got it if he'd have played the full season yeah, I was, uh, and I have been since he started. I offer is really impressed me, and I think I would have loved to have seen him. And I think you're right, Steve. I think it, the loss of him has been massive, and because we have been, we all know defensively we've been frail, we've been awful at times. Uh, and I think still young, and he? he's only like 23. I think I offer, so he's got loads to learn. But I think. I, I totally agree with you about that. But just, just on just on Iofa, I think as as perverse as it sounds, the the injury and him coming mm-hmm. out of the spotlight in a team that's going down might be a bit of a godsend because I don't think there's anybody that's going to chuck one point five two million, which I think he could potentially command at a player that's finished the season with an Achilles injury and he's very much under the radar. So it might be a blessing in the sense that we can take our time with him through pre-season, get him fit. And even if he's not right and 100% till October, it'd be like a new signing for his next year. And I think he'll be a real asset if we manage to keep hold of him. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think we've, we've all spoken about Urahid. He looks like he's had his head turned. It looks like he's going to go. Um, I hope he doesn't. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I think uh, a back line with those two in it. Um, I've nailed my Parma colours to the mast as well. And I think he'd be a very yeah. effective player for us in League One. I know I'm going to get loads and loads of 
shit for that. But well, yeah, we'll uh, no doubt we'll get onto that later. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I to, I mean, great argument put forward, Steve, about your player, and I, I to, totally agree. I've got to say with all your points, uh, Simon. Come on then, what's who's, who do you think player your player of the season? I'd have to say I hadn't actually thought about Josh Windass, and I don't know why. You guys have just highlighted the points and and looking and listening to your arguments on on Windass. It, it, yeah, absolutely, Josh Windass. But I was going to mention Steve just alluded to him was was uh, Urigidi was was uh, he he has not put a foot wrong in every match that he's come in. He he was heralded last season, wasn't he? When when he came into was it last season or even the season before when he played the FA Cup game? Was it last season? Yeah, and, then, and, and then yeah. he played, and I can't remember who it was, he played against, but basically he had a torrid time. Yeah, and we didn't see a lot of we didn't see a lot of him after that, and then he got injured. I coming in every game I've seen him play this season, he's been superb, solid. And and the worry is that he's had his head turned by somebody else. I know the lad's from London originally. He may have, well, he will have family down there and 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 Guys from down there like to go back to to the south, don't they? I, I hope he doesn't. I hope we sign him because I think he'd be absolutely awesome. Why with I offer um, in defence? I think he he is the future of Sheffield Wednesday with I offer, and I agree with Stephen. <laughs> I offer is a massively saleable asset, and he's probably been taken out of the shop window by the fact of his injury. You know, if if you're going to look at players who we could probably sell he'd be one of them along with Windass um, I hope Josh Windass stays I really do um, because I think him and I know we're not seeing a lot of green but I think played correctly played rightly we could have a really good strike force with those two up front I really do think we green's got a lot to prove um, I don't agree with Bannon winning it this season I really don't, but obviously there was uh, a vote for Jack Marriott, which I thought was, um, I, I didn't agree with it whatsoever. I know people jumped on this bandwagon of vote Marriott. I thought, you know, it, it disrespects the players who have actually played this season, whether they played badly or, 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 or well this season. I thought, it, you know, it's the wrong way to protest against Chan Siri, voting somebody in who's probably one of the worst players we've ever signed on loan uh, at Wednesday. Um, and I just thought it, that, that's a ridiculous way. And I know a lot of people not like what I'm saying in that. But at the end of the day, I thought that was just a complete waste but, of time. They should have voted the players who deserved it. Um, yeah, and people might not like it, but they're not on a podcast and they're going to listen to you. So you can say what you well, want, Simon. I, I, don't, I don't care really what, <laughs> what people think about that because... You know, people then were saying, well, what were the percentage of the votes? Because Bannon won it. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I, I, um, I think we're, I think everyone knows that we, obviously, we've got our own Wednesday week uh, WhatsApp group and stuff. And and I I agree with you, Simon, on the on the voting for Marriott. Uh, I didn't see what it achieved. Like, even Chance here would even be bothered who won the player of the year anyway. So... I don't, like you say, that is supposed to be a um, a, a finger, middle finger up at the chairman or or what. But yeah, the players that did like Urugidi, who had a couple of maybe poor games or whatever, but he did try. He played his best. He's a young lad. 
yes, he's not going to get the player of the season, but what does it speak to players like that in, in for future? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's. I I didn't agree with it, but I think for my player of the season, I'm <laughs> I'm going to go with Windass as well, and I think I think that especially in the last couple of months of the season, he really did step up with his uh, his goals. Uh, I know. I, don't matter if he scored 20, does it? We've still gone down. But I think I think his, his play and I really... I didn't really like him when we first signed him. I'll, I'll say that. I didn't really get what he was about, but I can see that now after watching him for a few months now, scoring goals and, and his all-round play. I think he I think he will do if we can keep hold of him, we'll, we'll do. So, so that's three votes for Windass and one for... Rigidi, I believe, then, Si? Yeah. I'd certainly I'd like to give him a heads up on player of the season, definitely. Right, so so the next one is, we're not really going that far uh, because, obviously, it's been a shower of shit. So we're going to say, and, and this is this is, this is is disrespectful to players because they're living out the dreams and only what we can do, but who's been the shittiest player this season? <laughs> we really had, took some time there to think up the title of that. Trophy. <laughs> if he was to win a trophy, <laughs> the shittiest player of the season. And it would be just one of those emoji turds, wouldn't it? It'd be an emoji turd. I, I, I want to look at the league trophies and they're all going out. So <laughs> Windass is going to be at home with a picture of a, like a player of the year trophy. <laughs> and we're going, get, we're going to get this one with like a, an emoji shite. Like, like, like the Oscars. Well, like the Oscars. I so, well, I so wish I was good at all the photo editing. I know Dave's brilliant <laughs> and stuff, but would it be bad? And this is open to everybody listening. If we did like a, a TWW awards and we did that, so we had like Josh Windass with a nice thing, and then we just we just this, whoever this player is going to be, we're just, just going over to Josh's house now. Hi <laughs> Josh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Um, we'd like to congratulate you on Player of the Season. Here's your trophy, and then mysteriously the trophies at his house already. Oh yeah, <laughs> social distance inside. We've got to we've got to remember. We're still in lockdown-ish. Yeah, so and it's been sanitised, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he's still got a little bit of sanitizer on the top. Um, <laughs> and, and it's it, a little mini bond. I'd like to thank all the viewers and, and, and Steve and, and Dave. And thank you very much. And now... I'm sorry, I've come up with a new award. And this has just come to me. And I think we should get this tweeted in and think then... Who out of the TWW podcast can do the shittest impression? <laughs> Simon. Simon. I'll say that. Oh, thank you for my award. <laughs> my award. Very, very, award. Very, very, very nice. I like it very much. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, bloody hell. You, you thought it were different without Dan on, weren't you? But, uh, you're just a little bit I'll... Seeing Stevie put it over so eloquently about his player of the season, I want him to describe his shittiest player of the season. I feel bad saying that, but it's the only way to say it, isn't it? Most underperforming, should we say that? Biggest disappointment. That's it. Yeah. Player, you mean? Well, yeah. That's Mrs. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Stevie, most disappointing. That's the bio for the name of yours, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve's biggest I, disappointment. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not going to include Marriott. I'm not going to include Flint, and I'm not going to include any other loanee or player that, or you know, somebody like a Luongo. Not that he has been players that haven't played enough. Mm-hmm. Um, my my thought process is somebody that's been available for effectively the the, the full season. Um, fair. That's fair. I'd toss a coin. I'm, I, it's just a personal thing, but I don't think he's offended me. The 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 runner up hasn't offended me as much as. Um, the guy that I'm going to uh, drop for, uh, Pelopessi annoys the hell out of me. And I know that there's a massive groundswell for potentially keeping him because he might do a job for us at League One. And I think that, in all seriousness, goes to the point of the problem that we we, we, have, we have found over the last two years is that we're in a situation where we are playing people like Pelopessi and we're saying, yeah, he's doing a job for us. And we've gone from being 20 minutes away from the Premiership to having Joey Pelopessi doing a job for us at Luton or whatever it is that he's played. So he has been one that I find really irritating, if I'm honest with you. Um, And it's nothing personal against the bloke. However, the one person who plays and has played regularly and every time I've seen him, my heart has just sank, has been Kadeem Harris. I just think, what is the point in Kadeem Harris? Um, He came in last year with Murphy, First game of the season, he was the one that scored at Barnsley, wasn't he, early on? Um, and there, there were fits and starts in, in, in you know, the first sort of couple of months under Monk where he looked like a player. Um, I can remember a free kick at Cardiff um, where, he, you know, he, I thought he played really well that night and he looked like he was going to be somebody that would do a job for us. Um, I just think he is is the person who has flattered to deceive the most. His end product has been shocking. Um, he gets the ball on the edge of our area. He makes ground. He makes yards up the pitch. He gets tackled. The ball gets turned over. We're back on the, the defensive again. Um, his crossing's a joke. His set play is a set play um, where he's put... Well, we took a free kick. Was it Saturday or the game before he took a free yeah. kick? And it's gone. It wasn't even close. And it was just endemic. And, you know, we, we, we've lined up and watched him set for that free kick. And I just thought, what are we doing? Anybody but but Harris. He, he hasn't hit the target. He doesn't look like a player. He doesn't look necessarily interested. Um, again, you know, we're, we're living in a world at the moment where we've just had a, a blackout of social media because people are getting after these people in the public eye. And I understand that. But he's, he is the one that I found really, really difficult to say anything positive about. Um, to, to, you know, if, I, if I'm talking about Harris, I'm talking about negativity. And I don't want that about my club. No, no, no. I, I uh, yeah, it doesn't. I know we've we'd seen this, and like I said before, it, it's. I've said it's the shittiest player and, and thing, and it is. We shouldn't be negative. It we should be, but it, it's just we're putting across who we thought, like you said, big, biggest disappointment, biggest who who you felt that's not uh, achieved what we hoped for this season in terms of individual players. So uh, yeah, I to- I totally. I mean, there's that you can pick. Virtually twenty players really out of that squad, I bet. But yeah, Kareem Harris, that Steve is Simon. Um, I'd I'd like to uh, have a joint um, emoji poo heading to two players. One of which I think Steve's more than covered in regards to Kareem Harris, and 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 the other one would be Adam Reach. I think um, Adam Reach has came to us. Carlos signed him in Borough for £4 million. Carlos played him at left-back for a while 
um, and then played him in midfield. And then the following season, he had to, he was captain and he basically carried that side while the majority of the team were injured. So the guy has stood up to the mantle and actually proved himself. Um, the season, that season scoring wonder goals, fantastic goals and basically running midfield. Um, and then that was it. Since then, his performance have, have been absolutely woeful. And, and, and what makes it worse is the fact that you've got two, two players there who effectively should be the providers of goals for the strikers, from Harris on one side to Reach on the other and swapping as they do from left to right, right to left. And just being completely ineffective, absolutely 100% ineffective in their ability to provide opportunities for our strikers to score goals. And the funny thing is that when they have, which has been infrequent, we've scored goals. So I, I, I know that Reach has provided goal a, a couple of goals for Rhodes and Harris did as well. But it was too late in the in the start in in the whole process of the season. Reach's inability to be able to tackle to what is this pointing thing that he has where he's telling players to go he seems to spend more time pointing where players should go than actually realizing of where he should be you know the, the, i just found him a player who's earning a huge amount of money and who commanded a really big fee and people still seem to think that he can offer something to other clubs and no doubt if he goes to bristol city he'll be a different player the this season we needed Kadeem Harris, we needed um, Adam Reach and uh, Tom Lee's Borner to stand up this season, and they didn't. And that's why we've got one of the, well, one of the main reasons we've gone down is that these guys did not stand up to the mantle. And I am, I've always wanted to like Adam Reach, and I've always wanted him to do well. Don't know why. I've always thought he'd be the player that he never actually turned out to be. And you know what, Adam? I'm not upset. I'm just really disappointed. Yeah, uh, fair, fair point. I, I think exactly what you said about them four players that you just mentioned as well. It's it's one of those where they are like the two wingers, two centre backs. That is what what we needed. We needed big big players to stand up and and not not talking like every game because that'd be brilliant. If every game it was just more than well, probably one or two games that a couple of them did. So, I mean, for me, yeah, I think I think same same with you, Simon. I, I'm I'm gonna go for one of the plays you mentioned there, but not not Reach, not Harris. I'm gonna go for Borner. I'm gonna go for Borner and Burner Borner. I don't give a shit. Um, but just for the the. Inept defending at times, and and but you, I could have gone for Lee's. Don't get me started on Dunkley, but same again. He's been out injured. I'm not. I'm saying I'm going on the same thing of Stevie, which is only fair. No loans and people and players that were available for ninety percent of the games. I think, and the, so the just the decision making that just. And defenders, especially centre-halves, get pillared from decision-making. And, and when they make a mistake, it 
invariably cost to a goal or a very good chance to, to the opposition. And I just can't... He first came and I thought, oh, he's a bit, he's a bit slow, he's a bit... Oh, I'm not... I, I'm not keen on him. Well, then he had a dozen really good games and he got into that role. And I'm thinking, actually, he's looking an half-decent set. I think he's going to... And he had some good games. But I think this season is just... I, I don't know if it's the whole team. You know, that the whole as a whole, that all players have then gone down by 20% or even more. But I just feel you know, that... You know what? You know, like you, you hear people saying about this competition for places that make people raise the game. And I think what you're saying about Bernard, he's played like a man that's not had anybody pushing his place because my author's been injured and because Dunkley's been injured. He's played like a man who's had his place secured every game and he's not had to improve his performance. He's had to, you know, up his game because he's got somebody wanting his shirt. He's kind of, do you know what I mean? That's how he's played. He's yeah, played yeah. like I, somebody just I, not. Which, I mean, we, we all know that I'm I'm not Bannon's biggest fan, and I think he could say the same to him about that. I don't think he's ever his place is ever under things, so I think that's one of the reasons that he he might be not as pumped. But we'll get onto them later. So, so that's my thoughts, Dave. Who's your yeah. most underperforming, stroke shittest player? I think everything that everybody said so valid, and so it's very difficult for me to add a great deal more to it. Uh, everything that Stevie said when he was going through um, his truth with Harris um, rang true for the person that I was picking and I've gone with the same as Simon I'd wrote down Adam I'm not going to keep you know flog a dead horse here it's, it's the inability to show what we know he can do uh, which must be as frustrating to him but he has to then go about a way to try and find some consistency back um, and other than all the things we've already kind of covered the only other thing I'd wrote down beforehand was I think collectively as Yorkshiremen, as, as Northerners, just is that is that thing within you that you don't have to be the best at anything. You need to try hard, do your best, get your foot in, and that'll get you a long, long way. People will respect that you have what, what you what you have into something. And every single time I see Adam reach play, it's like the polar opposite. It's like he has ability, and yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't ever want to seem show it and it's that frustrating thing when somebody says oh they've got so much potential and never show it and we reach he has shown it and then it's just it just isn't there and like I say it's probably frustrating to him as a player he has to go I think so because um, he's the worst player because he needs to leave him and Wednesday need to go separate ways we need, to, we need to move him on let him go and find his career elsewhere because he's stagnated to the point where one of our once record signings uh, is my Worst player of the season. Fair points from everyone. I think, uh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's never it's never nice. Obviously, your club that we've all supported and it's been a shit season, as we keep saying, it's never nice to to point out or point fingers and things. But that this is just our opinion, and everyone's going to disagree, no doubt. So I'm going to go on a positive. So I'm going to go positive negative questions. I think just to keep it a bit thing. So what what especially earlier on in the season. What I'm going to say is, this one is, so it, the the young player that has impacted, not impacted, but shown the most. I know earlier on the season, we haven't seen as many young players, but especially in the Cups, and I think as Simon's alluded to one of them that's been in the first team majority, well, all season, if he's not injured. 
But I think a shining light, should we say? I think that's quite good. A shining light for next season. Uh, and obviously, we've seen the retain list uh, for the under-23s and thing that's come out. Uh, I I think I agree with most of it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a massive under-23. I do, like we all do. We all keep, keep tabs on it. Um, so what player then that we've seen round the first team that we think next season is a shining light. So, go on, Dave. I'll go with you. Um, I am going to pick young Declan Thompson, who has only came into the first team once. But I think if you're looking for positivity and a shining light, see a young man that's had so much adversity, pushed through <coughs> it, kept going, and has managed to get himself not only into the first team, but got himself a year's extension. I don't know what exactly he's going to be as a footballer. I don't know if he's going to be first team standard, but if you're looking for positivity and a success story and time against uh, all the odds, it's him for me. Uh, well, you know me, I love an argument, but I can't. <laughs> spot on that. Spot on there, Dave. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Stevie? Um. I was really, really impressed with Ryan Galvin, the left back. Uh, you know, the couple of cup games that we had, I thought, um, composed, up and down, enthusiastic, eager. Um, you know, when we're talking about players or, or, or an overhaul of the squad, the reality is there will be, I'd like to think the reality will be that, you know, we're not going to just go for journeymen. Uh, we're not going to, I don't subscribe to this notion that we need to get rid of every player in the squad. I don't think that's a good, a good model. I don't think that's the right thing to do. We are, rightly or wrongly, fortunately or unfortunately, going to need to retain a good seven, eight, nine of the squad that we've got at the moment. I think um, the players that are out of contract are probably all going to move on. Um, I can't see anybody being offered a new contract, but... Um, from a point of view of, of, of the young lad, Galvin, I think he's somebody that I would like to think will come into the, the squad, not necessarily start week in, week out, but he's the kind of player that we will get behind, that we will see um, getting up and down uh, Hillsborough or the, the away grounds that we, we go and play at. Um, and I, I can see him getting a little bit of a cult following. I, I just think he's, he's one of those lads that will, um, he, he looks exciting. And I think that's something that we need, a, a fullback that gets up and down, um, that's got a bit of quality about him, um, is young, enthusiastic, keen as mustard. Um, out of the players that are in that youth setup at the moment, he is the one that, that yeah. like you, Ash, I, I don't see a lot of the 23s. I, I know the names, I look out for the results, I read the match reports, I look at the journalistic stuff, um, rather than watching lots and lots of the 23 stuff. However, um, of the players that have been in and around the squad, for me, it's, it, it's Galvin. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the captain of the under twenty threes as well at the minute. But I I totally I totally agree with you there, Steve. I mean, for me, Galvin as well. Really, really impressed. The only negative, and this is not against Galvin, it's just the system the first team's going to play next season. If we play three at the back, is there a space for him? As because I, I, I don't know him. I, if he can adapt to a left wing back left midfielder rather than a straight fullback, then I think there's a massive space for him. But I don't know enough. But when he when he played in the cup games, really, really impressed. Like you say, he's got a bit of an engine on it, I think. He can tackle. I remember like one that he went straight in on I can't remember which one it were like but but I can I just see it when I watch the match. 
And I think he's got, that's the old, my only negative is, oh, is there going to be a space for him to develop that? And obviously left back for us has been not a problem position, but it's a position that we, we could have done with cover. Um, and, but then obviously we switched his formation. So it was less of an issue, but yeah, for me, Galvin, I, th- I think he's looking really exciting. I think the, the, the thing with the, the, the positions and the formation, I think, and I, you know, I can't speak for Darren Moore, and I think that's a conversation for, or a different kind of conversation that needs to be had in terms of what Moore's going to do and whether he's right or wrong for the job. I think we've all got our opinions on that. Um, I think one of the things that we, I would like to see is a plan B. So not just sticking to one formation. Um, and I know it's important that a club and a team needs to have an identity and play in a certain way. But I do think we need a plan B. And I think more importantly than that, with the potential or more than likely financial constraints that we're going to find ourselves under, we've got to put square pegs in square holes. And if that means that the players that we've got, we play a flat back four with Ryan Galvin playing left yeah. back, then we're going to play three centre-halves, then we've got to look at working a way to do that. And I'd, I'd like to think that Darren Moore isn't so set in his ways that he's going to go, whatever happens, we're playing three at the back and this is the model. Yeah. If, it, if it means we play a, a flat back four with, you know, um, two centre-halves, two full-backs, we play a holding midfielder and play three with a 1-3-2 or a 4-3-3, three, three, whatever is best for the team. Yeah, ideally we'd like it to be whatever is best for that setup against a, you know, a challenge inside that we're going to play. And there will be some tough sides next year, even though we're going down to League One. Oh, yeah, um, it's- there's, there's, it's not going to, it's not a given that we're going to be playing and steamrolling teams even if we've got the you know the dream squad that we want because you know there's some sleeping giants down there we're just joining them and there are some teams that are going to be quite progressive um Ipswich I think with, with Paul Cook in there will be a massively massively impressive yeah. team next year yeah um, Simon um agree with Steve there in regards to the plan B and we've we've lacked a plan B since Carlos haven't we you know, we, we've we every manager since then has had their way of playing, and they've not been able to change the way they play. So Steve's bang right, absolutely bang right in regards to we've we've got to um, have uh, a team set up of players who can adapt themselves to a playing style that we need, might need to do partway through a game to win that game. Yeah, and and and, oh, yeah, yeah. and Carlos yeah. was always always blamed for not having a plan B. Joss was always that every manager we've had probably not so much. He didn't have a fucking plan A though, did he? You know, it, <laughs> it, it, it just in regards to the kids coming through, we've already spoke about Eric Ed. I would hope he's staying. I mean, we, we still forget he is one of the kids. Yeah. Um, Galvin is the is the is the one that we've all all said here in regards to his head and shoulders above. I'm just looking at the sort of retain list of, of the lads we've left. I, I, I don't know a lot about um, the oh, for the under 18s. You know, we, we don't get enough involvement with that anymore. No. Um, so we, we don't know who's coming through and, and, and how, what sort of standard they are. I was surprised there's, there's a lad who's been released who's um, under, under 18s, um, a guy, a lad called Corey Glaves, who, who's been playing for. Um, the Welsh under 18s, and he, he's obviously been given a um, heads up that they weren't retaining him because he's actually now trialing with uh, Brentford. Now Brentford aren't, aren't slouches in bringing young kids through, are they? Well, they, they haven't. They haven't, they haven't got an academy, have they? It, it surprised me that that's where he's gone, but he's, he's played for them a couple of games now and seems to have impressed mm. them. Which, but obviously he's not turned on. 
the people within our academy. So he's he's going. Um, but yeah, definitely Glaze is one to look for. Um, but we, again, Steve, you know, he 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 he, he tends to voice the opinion of us all. Really, is the fact that the That's he's a sensible got, man, Simon. He's a sensible man, and he's far more experienced at football than I ever will be. Um, the plan B has got to be a plan B. We need to produce a team that can play different formations and different styles. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where we, we we need the youngsters coming through yeah. then, don't we? We need a mix, don't we? We need a mix. We need a mix yeah. of experience. But I, 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 we definitely want, don't want to go down the recruitment method that we've done over the last few years of buying journeymen. I, I, I think we've, we've been bitten on that. Um, it's bitten as well and truly on the arse and it's put us where we are now. We need to bring some young, hungry players in to get us out of this league and, and, and who are willing to play for the team, the badge and the manager, which we've not had. Oh, oh and on that, that's a brilliant segue, that, Simon. Welcome. Before we get to that, uh, I would like to thank uh, our sponsor, Michael Constantine Wealth Management, for sponsoring this nonsense. Uh, he's been with us all, all season. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for the support. And obviously, without him... Um, you won't be able to listen to us talk about shit because that's what it's been this season. So, so we've done the uh, so youngsters. So uh, we've done a positive. We're going to go on a negative. So the worst transfer signing of the season. <laughs> right. Bearing in mind, lads, We've, we're trying to live at this to an hour and we've been going about 35 minutes now. So, yeah, so from all the... And I wasn't one of them and I'm sure I'm on record and everything, but I wasn't impressed with the signings. A lot of players were like, we've done really well. These are going to be great. I think uh, one of our fellow podcasters um, really, really was impressed with the signings. Um, so... Yeah, go on then, Simon. Your worst signing of the season. Oh my life! Um, right, I'm 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 going to have to go with Ben's favourite, um, the Ratner jewelry jewelry earring that is um, Kachunga. Um, you can't say that. He's got a song and all that shit. That that. Can I just roll back a little bit? Actually, because I, I just. I think the positivity that we all felt at the start of the season was a typical football fan's positivity, right? So was the fact is that we'd gone through uh, a shower a shower of shit last end of last season, right? And we were looking forward to the start of this season, minus 12 points. Hey, brilliant. And the, I think the social media group of, of Sheffield Wednesday did a fantastic way of selling the players in regards to that they can only do. Uh, so that was bound to instill positivity. You can't start the season on a low. I think I think the crest of the wave is any player we'd signed we'd have been positive about, in all honesty. And I, I know you're saying you didn't feel positive about some of the signings, but I think... 90% of us, because we want to see Wednesday do well at the start of the season, don't we? You know, if we, Possibly, we, yeah. we don't start the season going, we're going to be shit, we're going to go down. We always try to start on the positive. So, so I think that's why there was a groundswell of, of positivity. But Kachunga has been absolutely dreadful. You know, he, he, he came into the squad. Our, our question, did we know it was going to be rubbish because we gave him a one-year contract? 
Um, <laughs> that's that's a, a thing you've got to think about. He's just not impacted on any game. He scored a pretty pants goal, I think, against Rochdale in the Cup. Um, and he's been dogger since. And 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 I, I cannot actually give any sort of positive at all, other than the fact that he wound Ben up so much about not taking his earring out when he was sub that Kachunga's girlfriend called Ben out on Twitter because Ben had a rant about it. And that's the only positive I can see <laughs> about him because it wound Ben up so much that he put a tweet on Twitter which ended up with Kachunga's girlfriend going, well, he's only human, you know. There you go, there's my impersonation. <laughs> another, another great impersonation, Si, and for yeah. anyone who, who uh, doesn't know, it was uh, basically Kachunga wasn't ready to come on as a sub because he had his earring in. Which is bollocks. That sums up his season. Well, there it we are. sums up his season. So wearing stupid jewellery before when he shouldn't have been ready to when he should have been ready to go on to the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh top, yeah. Uh <laughs> it was fun at the time, and obviously Kachunga's missus didn't think it was fun. Um Stevie, go on, mate. I'll I'll let you uh put your thoughts. So eloquently forward for Shinsu's transfer. <laughs> um, again, on, roll, roll this one in glitter. I'm going to discount Marriott because I don't, I, I just, I, what even is a J, uh, uh, James Marriott? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> Jack Marriott. <laughs> Oh, apologies, James. Apologies. Um, I'm going to discount Marriott. I'm going to discount... Yeah. Um, I I, I would be inclined to agree with Sai. I think Kachunga, um, he's not been a disappointment. He's just been absolutely pointless. Um, In terms of the signings that we've made pre-season and towards the end of the transfer window, I would agree again with Simon and what Simon said. Um, you, you, You do get that groundswell of a fresh face, somebody different, the marketing campaigns, um, it all looked good, it all looked rosy. Um, on reflection, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Kachunga's um, signing, and I'll stand corrected because I, I don't know if I've blocked it out or I've just not paid attention to it. The season had started or we, you know, we, we, we were into the season and the transfer window was open um, and it just seemed like he was one of the last ones through the door because there was nobody else out there. Um, that's how it felt to me. Um, at the time, you, you kind of look at um, the the season that he had and the things that the Huddersfield Town uh, fans were saying was he was played out of position um, when, was it Cowley that went in and played him out of position or somebody else went in and played him out of position? But the year that they went up, he scored this many goals and you look at his highlight reel and it was just a hope and a belief that if they if Wednesday played him in that position that he played in the previous season in the Championship, he'd be a decent signing. Um he was just bang average. He, 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 you know, he didn't show anything, did he? One, didn't, not one did, glimpse. I, I, I cannot remember a time where he, he, you know I've looked at him either starting, coming onto the pitch, or anything like that, and thinking he's going to change the game. Um, he's doing something that's having an impact on on, on the game. Um, he was just a non-entity. Um, I was frustrated frustrated on Saturday when he came on uh, before Green. I thought I'd have, I'd have gone with Green. I didn't necessarily, and, and you know, we can, it's nothing against Darren Moore. Um, he chucked everything at the wall, and I thought second half we were actually quite good at uh, the other night, uh, the other day. 
Um, but I didn't agree with Kachunga coming on in front of Green. Um, I didn't think he was going to impact the game, and he didn't. Um, I won't miss him. Uh, he, he just the whole thing just strikes me as Gary Monk's last sort of fuck you to to, to the Sheffield Wednesday squad twenty twenty one. Wow. It was funny actually. Uh, oh, go on. Sorry, sir. It was funny actually because I think one of the big tweeters on Twitter, is it Vital Wednesday, put a, a, a survey out the other day and said, "Would if, if the figures were right, would you re-sign Kachunga? And I think 11% of the people actually voted for him to stay. And then there was a massive inquest in, who the fucking hell are these 11% yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> to stay? Which I thought was quite... Is, is, is Samuel and his missus? I was thinking more there, there, there were only 10 votes and it was Kachunga's missus. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nine votes for his missus. The 10th was his jeweller. Yeah. Jared <laughs> <Jeremy> Ratner. <laughs> Got it, Dave. You're, you, you're next. I'm, I'm going to have the last it. say because mine's a corporate. You're the last Right, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to go quickly because a Stevie immediately discounted Jack Marriott. I'm not. I'm going to take Jack Marriott. Um, <laughs> like, I agree with everything that's been said uh, by both Simon and by Stevie. A lot of the things that we've said about Kachunga just follow over for Marriott. Stevie was alluding to Kachunga being like uh, last chicken in the shop, last, like a tender tour, if you like, in the nightclub days. It's just what, yes. it's what, it's what was left. And, and Jack Marriott felt exactly the same way. That's the deadline. And we need to strike. It's not, Dave, it's not fun being the tenter tour, though. I'll tell you that. All right. <laughs> Nobody needs more. Um, Marriott was um, the uh, answer, uh, the wrong answer to the question we had. We were struggling for goals, and the, the monk policy had been all wrong with the money that had been spent, the little that we had. We, we forgot to buy a striker. That's probably why. Um, uh, Windass has had to kind of step up into that sort of role and he's done quite well. But had had we used the money that we had in the pot to sign somebody, um, we, we should be looking for somebody. I know it's hard to sign a good program goal scorer. Everybody's looking for one. We don't sign an overweight lad who looks disinterested. Um, and that's exactly what we did. And we got exactly what we expected. He, he didn't look like he ever wanted to kick a ball for us, never looked fit, he never looked sharp, he never looked like he was um, running channels. Even like when we've had like um, with coming players like that before who have just needed to get fit first and then pushed on. I don't think Marriott had any interest in doing that. It was coming to take away. So I think Marriott, I think it's a total waste of time. Can I just can I just come in there, please? Um of course you can. It goes it, it, it makes me think I, I don't know what the 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 money was in terms of the the, the salary, the fee, the, the money that we were paying Marriott and Flint and some of the the, the other loanees that, that came in, um, but there was a it, it again goes to the fact that we haven't been strategic enough in terms of the recruitment of the players. That's a problem because there have been better players that were available that we I think we could have potentially had on loan. A if the recruitment was right, and B if we hadn't sort of bloated the the outgoings on salary on, on the salaries of the players that we we brought in. What I'm saying is if we didn't have a Marriott on the books and we didn't have you know other players on the books that were pulling in a wage, potentially was there somebody like a Charlie Austin that might have come in at some point 
that we could have better... Well, even, on that, even on that, Steve, I think about, like, the example is imperfect, but the, the one that comes to my mind is Ollie from the group chat would probably, her, her other half would be one pointing towards this point, EK at Barnsley. These young, yeah. hungry lads out there. So yeah. exactly what you're saying, but that's where my yeah. mind's going. Rob, yeah. Austin, he's a goal scorer, but he's still that sort of wrong end. If you've got your recruitment, your scouting right, and you're looking for hungry young talent, it is there. It's hard to find. Do you feel that the recruitment, looking back on it now, was really lazy? The, the fact is that, that they went down, again, the route of picking people out who had been there and, and done it, but actually weren't now there ready to do it again. I think e even with um, Izzy Brown, and, and I don't want to pick on Izzy Brown, but, but even with Izzy Brown, he was a journeyman, wasn't he? He, he spent, even though he signed at Chelsea... And, and from what I've seen him driving around Sheffield, he's obviously on a huge amount of money. Um, he, he'd been at Luton previously. Rotherham. You know, Rotherham. Just doing the enough to command a decent wage. And, and, and the thing with Kachunga, with, with Jack Marriott, you know, we were, playing, we were picking people that actually, you know what, <coughs> all right a few years ago, but now weren't. And, and, and it struck me, you hear interviews now from, from, from our, uh, you know, from Monk basically saying, I took that job at Wednesday because I wanted to prove people wrong at Birmingham. It was almost the fact that he didn't really want the, the job. Re he, wanted, he was the rebound. Really rebound. He, he, was, he was a rebound club. So it was actually the, it, it, it was the, oh, I'm, I'm going to sleep with my ex-wife's best mate because I'm on the rebound, you know, and, and not that I've done yeah, that. Hypothetically, Simon, wouldn't you pick a, like, a better looking best friend or something? Oh, yeah. The shower of shit that Absolutely. we've got. I'd, I'd probably go for the sister or something like that to deter some more. But, oh, yeah. um, you know, so but obviously... Village you've thought about this too much, Simon. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> that. I might have done it. Anyway. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> and that's the name of the pod right there. Now it's a Simon Hill love life review. Yeah. This is the impersonation of Simon Hill. This isn't Simon Hill talking about. <laughs> um, but the thing is, he came in. I actually don't really thought he was he was sold into it. I think I, I don't think he had the investment in the club. And and the and the recruitment that he did in summer, I think, was really lazy. Yeah. Really lazy, yeah, yeah. and and it's proved that, hasn't it? And and the yeah. Jack Marriott is a bang bang rights, and I'm waiting to see what you've got to say here in regards to your player Ash, because you say it's a corker. It, it's but... a corker, but it's not for. It's not. I don't. This is not the player's fault. I'm going to go with Dunkley, and yeah, silence no. is there. No, so, no, 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 no. Right, no. just hear me out. Hear me out. Um, so. I get you Kachunga, awful, but he was available. So you're paying somebody's wages who's awful, but he's available to play. Izzy Brown, awful, available to play. We signed a player that was injured. That's not Dunkley's fault. Don't get me wrong. That's not his fault. He's probably thinking, I've done all right here. A club's picked me up while I can't play for six months. It's more of the club, and we've just gone over it. The recruitment. It's 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 the fact that we've signed a centre half that can't play. 
But then we did sign a centre-half in Flint who had a couple of... He got the turning circle of a fucking Sherman tank, but he showed promise, got injured, not his fault. And then he went to play for Card- back to Cardiff and played every game on the running, which is bizarre. But it's it was the, it's a, a sick captain, way. Yeah. Pardon, sorry. Pardon. He's their captain now. Is captain. Oh well, there you go. That just yeah, proved even even more. Captain. Captain. That, that, so it's it's more the situation of of Dunkley that I thought was a position that we could have strengthened in. We did strengthen twice, and but we strengthened with a lone player that got injured and went back to his parent club and then played, and a centre half that didn't play for. 70% of the season. And then when he did play, he fucked up royally. So I think, I think anyway, that's 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 that we we've got loads, Si. We're we are we are going to we're gonna run out of time, and I'm sure all these people want to hear our views of the season. So sorry, Si. <laughs> go on, Si, go on. I, that was rude. No, of no, me. I, think, on. I know I was gonna quickly say I agree entirely with you. You've got to think about the fact that he, he has been signed and we we were all gobsmacked in regards to how long it took till he got fit. I mean, there were pictures of him with an extra kneecap wasn't there was obviously part of the injury mm. you know and I don't think any of us realised how long he was going to be before he was fit sure enough there must have been a contract where we could have signed him but not had him on wages or something on the lines yeah. of you know and the Aidan Flint one beggars belief is yeah. the fact that yes. yes he got injured it was a fairly bad injury but when you had the choice between Aidan Flint or Jack Marriott up front after we'd signed Patterson, you'd send Marriott back and keep Flint, wouldn't you? But he still played more games than Dunkley. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, do you know? Do you know what I mean? So, but that's uh, it, it's not Madness. a cracker. It's Madness. it's well thought of, and I come at a different angle. That <laughs> that it's a position that we could have done with strengthening. We did, but we strengthened with the wrong player. So it's more of a that. But that's the that's the signing that I was most disappointed at. So we're going to go on a positive now. So we're moving on and we're going to go next season's finishing position. <laughs> positive. <laughs> All right, positive, right. But it, this is quick fire. So go, Steve, give me a number. Uh, ooh, I would be happy. Okay, heart and head. Um, head, heart says playoffs. Head says 11th. Right, Simon. Playoffs. I don't. Dave. I think we'll be. I think we'll be happy with playoffs. I don't think we'll do top two. Dave. Ten. Right. You always have to go one better, don't you? He does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote oh. it down earlier, honestly. That sounds like my ex-wife, that Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with playoffs as well. I got. I got to say, I think it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a tough one, like we said before. It's not going to be easy. Um, and, um, next one. It could be a positive. For you, what would you like to see changed next year? The, this, these aren't all my... This one's a cracker from uh, Sir Spence there. Um, what do you reckon? Dave, what would you like to see <coughs> changed for next year? And don't go the fucking obvious one. Right, I'll tell you what it is, right, for me, this is what I wrote down earlier on when, when I read Steve's question. I want to get over the hangover of the 15-16 season and we've got to stop realising that we're 90 minutes away from Wembley. We've got to have an honest assessment of what the challenge is ahead and we've got to start playing like a team that's in the third tier. So, 
So yeah, so yours yours is more like of the fan base mindset that and, and the club as well as a whole. Like yeah, definitely. yeah, absolutely. Keep, but yeah, it goes into the, it goes from it comes from it comes from within and from without. The yeah. fans have got to understand the problem and have got to have a realistic expectation of the team. The team have got to understand what not what we were used to be in the nineties, not what we were four years ago, where we are now. And I think somebody like Darren Moore, hopefully and just say, look, this is a problem, this is a situation we find ourselves in, and this is what we need to, this is step one, we need to get, we need to get an appreciation of where we're at and what we need to do. The Premier League's a long, long way away, so step at a time. We need to just, we need to understand where we are now and what we are now, not what we need to be. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Simon? Um, I want to see a wholesale change. I, I, you know what, if we stay down in League One next season... So be it is if we actually see a fundamental mindset change of the club. And, and that leads into the fact is that we've got to stop thinking about the, the premiership as the golden goose because at the end of the day, our neighbours were in it for one season and well, two seasons and then went down. And they'll probably become a team like Norwich or West Brom that constantly yo-yo between the two. Let's let's become a Brentford. Let's become a team that, that the fans can be proud of, that, that, that we can actually have a chairman who actually realises he's made a mistake. And I don't know whether that was what you mentioned to about, we all know what. I want I'm going to come to, that's going to be another question. I want him to come in. in. I want him to come in and say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to change the way the academy's run. I'm going to look at the whole season ticket pricing and the way that the club runs. Um, Look, I don't mind us having Elevate shirts, but let's start charging some sort of reasonable amount of money for the training kits and the football shirts. I actually don't mind the new crest. I love the new crest, to be honest. I like the old one, but I like the new one just as much. So I'm It doesn't happy. offend me. But it Do you know what I mean? It's not... I don't I think... think I, actually, I actually quite like I, it. I, I don't mind it. Um, but I think I think, I think think we need we need to start looking at the fact is that Sheffield Wednesday and Steve alluded to the night exists because of the fans... That the, the fans are the core of the club, and we all have diverging ideas, and we have very different ideas on how we want the club running. But, but ultimately, we want the club to build a success. And if we have to stay in the league one for a year, then so be it. If then we start seeing kids coming through who can actually fill the places of other players, and we, we create uh, uh, something to be proud of. And 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 if 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 the master plan comes out, I fucking really wish it would that actually gave me some sort of confidence in the fact that our chairman said, right, we're putting a system in place here where we're going to build this, we're going to invest in this, we're going to do this. And yes, it's it's not going to be... Because championship's going to become what the premiership was, isn't it? And, and this is the thing I'm worrying about now, is that he's all going to suddenly go, right, I'm going to do this to get us back in the championship, which will be a short-term thing like he did with trying to get us into the premiership, you know? And... and I don't want that anymore. I don't care. I mean, five years ago, we're all shining fucking torches, weren't we, against Brighton and all this bollocks. And we all got turned on to that, the fact that we might end up in in the Premiership. I I want to see our club rebuilt because at the moment, we, we, and this is what I really worry about next season is, is the fact is that that we could end up going down again if we don't have a steady hand on the tiller. And at the moment, we're currently sailing towards that fucking massive iceberg with Leonardo DiCaprio sat on the front of it with Kate Winslet. And until then, we stop doing that. There's a mem- meme. Meme, is it? Mem for you there? We've got to stop, We've got to stop doing mm-hmm. that. We've got to start looking at what the fundamental part of this club is. Yeah. Until we do that, 
then that's what I want him to do. Right. And I might be living in cloud cuckoo land. You probably all nod and think I am, but no. Steve, what's your what do you want to see change for next season? Um, I agree with absolutely everything that Simon says. Mm. And I think when I posed the question, that was probably what I was getting at. But I think the reality is, having sort of slept on it, I think I put that on the group last night or yesterday. I think having slept on it, that isn't a next season change, is it? That's going to be something that's not going to be done overnight. It won't be done overnight, can it? It's going to take time to get all of that done. But I do I, I do agree with Simon's sentiments. Um, my... My, my big thing, and I, it's the only time I'm going to do it, and I've never done it before on here, and I won't do it again. I, I'm not going to hark back to the 15-16, the Wembley, and I know we all have to move on, and I agree that we do. Um, that's what hurts, that we, we were there to see the club where it is now. I can't, you know, we, we talk about not being angry, just disappointed. The thing that hurts, and it does hurt, is that we were where we were five years ago. Um, and... You know, I, I don't mind. I've said I, I'll take relegation. and It's not a problem to me. We, we will go down because it's right for the club. If we'd have stayed up, it's a sticking plaster over a, a compound fracture. I think I've used that analogy a few times. Um, we effectively, we need to go down to get things right at the club and make sure that we've got a club that's sustainable and will be around when, you know, our kids are 25, 30, 35 years old. Because the way things are going, let's, let, let's call a spade a spade. Five, five, six years from now, if Chancery keeps doing what he's doing, we won't have a club to support and we'll be supporting AFC Wednesday, you know, Albion, whatever it is that we're going to call them um, in the northeast counties because that's potentially what could happen because we don't have a ground, you know, um, we've got the, we, we don't have a structure within the club um, and that's a problem. The question that has been posed opens up um, an opportunity to moan and rant about the infrastructure of the club but I think that's something, the obvious one, it is the infrastructure of the club. And, you know, and that's a, you know, it's not a next season fix. In terms of next season, as it, it, the, the thing that I would like to see different, it does link to the community, the, 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 the sort of the identity of the club and giving the club back to the fans. I'd just like to see some hungry players stepping onto the pitch wearing a Sheffield Wednesday shirt um, that are prepared to, to go out to battle and die. If we lose 1-0 to Cheltenham on the first game of the season, we've given 100% um, and we can't do any more, then fair enough. I'll be frustrated, I'll be angry, but when I when, when the dust settles and I look at it and I say player 1-11 to has gone, I've given absolutely everything there, then fair play. And I can't remember the t a time where I've watched my club walk off the pitch and think he's had a decent game today, he's put a shift in, he's run his bollocks off, he's left it all on the pitch. This guy's given everything he's got. We couldn't have asked for any more. The manager's done the right thing. I think it's that that I want to see change next year. Yeah. And whatever happens, if we do that with, you know, a youth team squad of 23s that are playing and getting smashed every week, but those players are giving absolutely everything. If we can keep that core of players that are good enough and being progressive enough to, 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 to play League One football, and it takes a year, two years, three years, so that eventually we can look at a Galvin or a Brennan, or whoever it is that's coming through, or a Thompson, whoever it is that's coming through at that point, if it takes three years to get them to be the heart and soul of Sheffield Wednesday, homegrown lads that are playing, um, that's fine with me. I'm all right with that. I, 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 I agree with that. My only concern would be, have we got three years in the third in League One? Can we afford that? At the at this present second. I 100% don't, agree with you. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I think... I think 
exactly what you said, Steve. And I mean, you must have had a cracking day at work because uh, you've come out with everything you've said. We're all agreeing with. It's been long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for me, for, for this question about what I want to see next year is, is that, is the beginnings of the club engaging with the supporters? And I think we've said it all season and just some of the things we see on Twitter, like um, the letter from the owner of uh, Leicester to all the FA Cup ticket holders. Here's a little package of, I know you can't always all go to Wembley to watch us, but just a letter like that. And, and just, the, just, the, just the thought of the club about the fans, I think there is no thought. And yes, everyone about Chancery, but it's not just him. And I know we've gone about the structure of the club and we can talk about that for fucking yonks, but there's got to be other people at the club. And we've seen when it was mental health awareness, the club stepped up, absolutely praised on Twitter about the players ringing, um, the players messaging players. Hutchinson phoning people, how are you getting on? Lockdown's wank. And, oh, sorry, shouldn't say that word. Lockdown's rubbish. But do you know what I mean? I, I think that, for me, is is the, the fans are in disarray. They're upset. They're angry, disappointed. They've got no refunds, majority of them. We've gone relegated. We're fearing that the bloody season tickets from this season are going to go roll on to next. So we're going to be paying 500 and odd quid or wherever you sat to see League One. It's just, it's going to, it takes little, what is it? Is it little acorns, massive oaks, grow massive oaks or something? But it just takes, for me, little things from the club next season to start that growth of the fans wanting to come. And we know we've got, I'm not saying the word, but a big, a big fan base. Uh, we know with the, the plays are there. You see it. See it on Twitter. The amount of people we SWFC in the hashtags. We know we've got the support. We know we've got that. But like you said, Steve, what is this for kids? Seven, eight, nine, ten. The next generation. Because the parents are that pissed off at the club. Why should I take my kid and spend £100 on a day when I'm pissed off with them? Just so we can have a day out with, with your daughter or your son. So for me... That is what I want to see next ultimate, season. Ultimately, you know, it's it, a lot of it is down to the cost, isn't it? So the first thing that the club can do to get fans on side... Pardon, sorry, Steve? Ticket prices. Exactly. I was going to say yeah. exactly that. Yeah, yeah, they've got to have, they've got to have a strategy. That, uh, that yeah. we've, we've heard this statement and, and, and we've... He's got strategy in place. He's talking about this, that and other. And, but for me, he's got to get it right. It, there's no ifs buts towards towards the fans. First kickoff regarding season tickets or whatever, he's got to get hit it first on because yeah. one bad mistake start off. That's it. It's going to be reduce. You reduce season ticket prices, and you look at reduction on that, and you look on kids season ticket prices. And what you do is with a kids season ticket, they get a shirt, right? You look at ways forward to to basically fill Sheffield with kids wearing Sheffield Wednesday shirts. So then their mates want a Wednesday shirt because they've got a Wednesday shirt. So the way you can get it is go to the shop or you can have a season ticket. You've got to, you've got to start encouraging families to come to the ground. 
and 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 I understand that the the party atmosphere outside and this that and the other, but at the end of the day, you can make season tickets free or very 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 reduced prices for kids and for adults as well. Then you know this this survival of a couple of years in League One. If we then get a team that's going to basically battle and battle and battle, and it, yeah, we might not be winning every game, but it'll encourage people to come. And you've got you've got to look at the fact is the trouble is that, that, that every everybody at the moment you get you buy a season ticket, what do you get for it? You get twenty odd games at Hillsborough, and that's it. Full Fucking stop. take. That's what you yeah. get. You don't even get guaranteed away away tickets nowadays, and you don't get. You know, there are all sorts of stuff you used to get, and they've just overcomplicated it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 kids get a birthday card, don't they? We don't even get that anymore. They, they, they don't get that anymore. They, they, you know, I don't think we, we they used to get a Christmas card, and Ethan didn't get one at Christmas. Oh, we we did. Uh, oh, well, he might be of an age now that he doesn't now. Now ah, he's, yeah, age. Yeah. he's twelve. Yeah, they've they've really got a they've really got a the the communications team and whoever they've really got to step up because I think. <laughs> They've got to hit it hard. Six hundred quid to be a to be a mascot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah that stuff like that is just just these these sort of things. Oh, cool. Got to rethink about the fact that it stop fucking raping. Sorry, excuse my French. Stop raping the fans and start giving to the fans because at the end of the day, once you you know like, like like for example, Steve, he's got he's got twins. One's really not interested in football. The other one is the. the which one's interested? Which one is it? Is it Molly who's into the football, mate? Olivia. Olivia, to yeah. the wrong one. One out. 50-50. 50-50, and of course, Simon gets the wrong one. But at the end of the day, she'll probably, right, keep going with her dad, like Ethan, like Ethan does with me, right? And then he'll start going with his mates. And then more likely than not, when he gets married and has kids, he'll take it, his kids yeah, as well. It's, it's, you know, it's this. It's like, you, like yourself, uh, Ash. You know, and this is what happens. It's, in, it's, it's investing in the future as well. It's little things, didn't it? That's why I keep thinking that little things that you see other clubs do, and so, why can't we do it? So the thing is, at the end of the day, if you get, you know, all kids' season tickets up to the age of, what, you know, 14, 15, get a free shirt, then, you know, oh, Dad, brilliant, get me season ticket, get a free shirt. They, they get more out of the shirt than actually they get the season ticket. You know, these sort of... And, it, and it, it's, a, it's a minor gesture, isn't it? It's a minor gesture. It is when it's in-house or, yeah, exactly. or supposedly in-house shirts. It's God knows what it costs him and things. But it's, no, we, so the first thing that they can do is, is, is say, right, buggered up this season. Season tickets are now going to be this. Yeah, well, you, you'd love that, wouldn't you? You'd love that. But we're, uh, we're coming to the end. And you guys, uh, you don't, you guys don't know this bit because um, I've just thought of it. No, I haven't. No, no. But this, this, we're going to call it an award or mention is stating the bleeding obvious. That's what I'm going to call it. Stating the bleeding obvious, and basically what it is is going to be um, fan of the season. And this is an award that there's been thousands and thousands of obviously entries. <laughs> well. 30,000 entries or however many season tickets, but fan of the season and <laughs> it's going to go to Shay. I've got to say, I am in awe of the little man. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic what the guy, his whole family, his dad, um, Jay, and everything they're doing. And he obviously 
obviously he's not going to listen to us because of all the swearing and stuff, but it's been a shit season. And on Twitter, and I know where uh, you guys have supported him as well. I, I don't get it, it. Yeah, I don't do physical stuff. So I just sit and do naff or drink <laughs> beer. Um, but inspiration, what can I say? Uh, I think he's over 30,000 now uh, with his triathlon. So I want to give a state in the bleeding obvious to fan of the year uh, to Shay. Um, I'm not going to call him a little Shay because he's a man. He's manned up where a lot of us um, probably wouldn't or don't. So I think fair play to him. And I've, for me, highlight of the season. So I don't know what you guys, if you want to guys chip in, want to say something before I start crying because in my hotel room, I think someone's <laughs> cutting onions. Steve and I were lucky to lucky enough to, to do um, a cycle ride with him. Um, is it last year now, Steve? It would have been, wouldn't it? Uh... Do you know what? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We were lucky to cycle from Hillsborough to Bramall Lane and back again with the lad. And I've known him before. I know I know his granddad, Vinny, and I know I know his dad, Jay. Um, I've known him for a long time. And they are they are 100 percent Wednesday. And they used to sponsor JJ. Um, and they used to have him on the this this the players sponsored table, etc. And then um our Ethan's played football with Shane. He's a, he's a very good little footballer as well. Um, and he's just such an infectious lad. He, he, he's lovely. He's brilliant. And, and we, we had the honour of cycling with him and with a group of other cyclists as well. And we had a great day, didn't we, mate? It was, it yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And, really good. And, and he's gone on to raise more money for Bluebell Woods. And if, if the Wednesday players this season could have used anybody as a motivation to get their fingers out their backside and play, it should have been Shay. Because, you know, what he, what that lad's done and what they he's achieved and what the players haven't achieved this season, they're, they're just black and white. And and I agree entirely, mate. Absolute yeah. fan of the season. 100%. I mean, he's, he's, raised, he's raised the same amount of probably Izzy Brown has earned in a week, sat on his ass doing fuck all. So, and this lad's got up and done so, yeah. Uh, guys, anything else to say? I don't know, Stevie. No, I, I just uh, sort of endorse everything that Simon said. Um, really good, really good lad. Really lovely kid. It, it was the first time when we did the bike ride. It was the first time I met him in person. Um, and the, just the day itself, the the amount of sort of support he gets. And I have to say, we're talking about him being the Wednesday fan of the, of, um, of the year. The, it, it means a lot. And dare I say, it sounds a bit cheesy but let's there, there's another club in Sheffield isn't there that have, that have been suffering uh, this year and I'm not going to talk ill or otherwise of them but let's acknowledge the fact that United have gone down but that day that we we rode we rode round Sheffield from Hillsborough had a stop off at, uh, at Bramall Lane and credit to Sheffield United for, for sort of supporting and getting behind the fundraising that Shay does as well yeah, um, it goes beyond football by a mile. All the that's exactly, all that's the... exactly the point. You know what he's doing is transcending. And I work in a in, in a school. I work in a secondary school, and um, you know I have I deal with families in the job that I do, the role that I do. I, I, I deal with families that have uh, that are touched by you know unfortunate and, and, and terrible circumstances that Bluebell would support. Um, and I think it, it, it means a lot to you know. To me personally, seeing the trauma that people go through, knowing that there's somebody out there that's doing what he's doing, I think he's a massive credit to 
to to Sheffield. I think is a ma- massive credit to Sheffield Wednesday, and you know, long may it continue for the young lad. Yeah, yeah, to- totally agree. I mean, Dave, anything? Oh. I can only echo. I can only echo yeah. anything that's already been said. Um, <laughs> you've got you've got a, a young man there that's going out, and um, <coughs> in his own time, in his own effort into into, into fundraising and. This, this, as you have, as you said, you have to kind of tongue in cheek yourself, but there's this, this grown men out there that find reason not to do things and to be so so positive and to to find the time and to find the effort and the want to do it. It's, it's remarkable. And it's a credit to himself and his family and for him to be linked in any Sheffield Wednesday. Is is when we were talked about as a, as young player and about a shining light and a bright light uh, in the dark season. It, it's nice, and we've got even. Young ones amongst supporters that could be considered the same thing. So, back the sentiments that have been said, cracking effort and uh, I know that this is just it, it was a, a, a sort of an eleventh hour conversation point, but just imagine this: putting it out there, I've had a beer. Put it in, imagine this. Haven't we all, Stevie? Haven't we all? Imagine Chan Siri realizes that there'd be a nice groundswell of. Um, public support for wearing a sponsor on the shirt that would support something like Shay's Triathlon. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I, and and that goes exactly back to what I said. Small acorns. Something exactly. little. Something that would mean it would mean massive to a lot of people that. And and that's the that's the you know what gets me? And sorry Steve, I know you said we come up and all the supporters on Twitter and social media come up with ideas that would be good. And, and we're idiots. We, we, we're, not, <laughs> we're, not paid. we're not paid to do this job. People get paid six-figure salaries and even more to come up with ideas to, to, to uh, PR. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And why it's easier. There's a massive, there's a massive uh, like, what's the knowledge base of, of supporters that could just... We just said it like it took five minutes to come up with uh, thirty seconds to come up with something, anything like that. So. Wouldn't it be amazing if if the, the Wednesday fan base now listen to this and maybe the Wednesday week could push it? Is that we have this mass? Well, the Wednesday fan base had this massive groundswell of, of voting for Jack Marriott for Player yeah. of the Season. Wouldn't it be amazing now if the Wednesday fan base so put something along the lines of hashtag Shay on the shirt or something like that? That basically, then rather than Chancery putting his name across the door and his name across the shirts, we could have Shea and Bluebell Wood on the winter shirts for next season. We've done it before with Sheffield Children's Hospital. Why not do it again now and, and, and to say thank you to Shay for think, raising money? Think of the think of the positivity that Chancery would get. Think of the, yeah, that's the you know massive. So, so how many how many people were, were, were that are feeling so and we're all we're all there. There's no getting away from it. We we we're all in the hole with Chancery. We we've had enough. Yeah. If Chancery turned around and you know made a gesture such such as that, where for a year, even if it was just on the home shirt or just on the away shirt, every time they put on the blue and white or whatever colour the away kit's going to yeah. be next year, they see the logo. We yeah. we we get after it. Uh, we raised the profile of a lad who's doing something, uh, and you know he's going to continue doing it. 
it's not going to cost Chancery anything. No, no, no. Series name is out there now, and every time you see it as a Wednesday fan, it, it, it's ill will. So let's get a bit of the, the positivity yeah. back, and you know, let's do it. Start a campaign. Let's, let's maybe we should call for that then. Maybe we should call yeah. for our fan base, our listeners, the Wednesday fan base. Well, to... all twenty of them. That's going to do well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, more than some podcasts get. Trust me. So we'd be like, we'd push this. Let's push it. Let's push it. I think we should push it, mate. I really do. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, like I said, fantastic young man and everything. So from from one one guy who's this starting his uh, fundraising career, doing a massive job, to another guy who's, who we say, not really in the twilight, but he's, he's knocking on a little bit. And um, our own Stevie. Yes, you, Steve. I know what I was saying. So, uh, as you, you all know, listeners and on Twitter, we, are, we do like to support charities and it doesn't take any time out of our thing or anything. We love it. And, and Steve is um, oh, he's putting himself through the ringer, I think it'll be, will it? But I can't wait to watch it. So, on the 29th, yeah. 29th of May at, um, at the Keepmo, our own Stevie Spence is going to strap on the rainbow laces and he's going to... Uh, Attempt to play football with some legends. <laughs> so all for Eve's Trust, which is a crack. Another, I mean, so many cracking charities. But Stevie, just uh, just give us a thing because we've done a damn fudgy and we've gone on fucking ages. So excuse uh, my language. We're talking about charities. Do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're um, what are we? Seventeen days out. Fortnight Saturday. Um, the tweet went out last night. There's. Uh, my my fundraising page is twi- uh, pinned to, to my bio on Twitter. Many, many, many thanks to everybody that's given. Um, I have now cleared uh, £1,000, um, which was my target. Um, here am I uh, puffing out my chest thinking I've done well raising £1,000. And we, we, we're talking about Shay, who's done 30 times that, uh, which is testament to the line. I think the biggest fundraiser um, with us is, is nowhere near that either. So it's, again, testament to him. Fantastic effort for the lads that I'm playing football with as well. Um, lots of money being raised. At the minute, we have sold just shy of uh, 1,800 tickets, I think it is, for, for uh, the game. Wow. So Fantastic. nice and happy to say Sheffield are outselling Doncaster. They're opening up new um, blocks to get the fans in. If you're interested in coming along and watching me attempt to play football with the likes of Chris Waddle, Ross Wallace... Uh, Neil Mellor's been announced Lee Bullen is going to be playing um, I know that I'm going to embarrass myself and forget some of the lads that have signed there are more to be announced uh, over the, the coming weeks and months uh, the coming weeks should I say I'm running out of time um, it would be great uh, if you could just spare a pound to donate as I said my link is on Twitter I'm going to get um, Ash who's running the, the Twitter on the Wednesday week to, to retweet again um, whoa, whoa, whoa no I do it anonymously don't do it, don't. Oh, that's it now. Put your name at the bottom, mate. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, every, every pound counts. Um, and if you can just spare a quid, if, if 10 people did it, spare me a quid, um, that's 10 pounds towards a charity, which which means a lot. And it does, like we said, Blue Bell does a lot of fantastic work. Um, Eve Merton's Dream Trust, again, um, does similar work in the local area as well. It's a community-based charity. They are fantastic people. Got all the time in the world for them. And I have raised a lot of money for them over the years. Just so happens I'll be putting a shirt on that's got an owl on it this year, which means, you know, it means the world to me. So um, hopefully see you there. Um, Lots of support and you can laugh at me trying to kick a ball. 
Oh, and credit, and, credit, and credit to Hermes as well for losing that shirt in the post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, but listen, credit where credit's due, I'll speak up for them. Obviously, um, for those who probably didn't know that I'd managed to get hold of it or had a, an old science playoff final shirt that I was trying to get out of Stevie that he could have uh, somehow got funds for and Hermes managed to successfully lose that. However, when they got called out on social media, did step up. And I've donated to two hundred pounds to the cause, so it's not—it's not the mistakes you make; it's how you make up for them. So well done, Hermes. Yeah. Thank you, Hermes. And on that note, and on that note, Chan Siri, listen to Dave and Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, this has been a, a, a bit of a review, stroke, piss take awards type things, but um, we've really enjoyed this season. The football's been rubbish, we know, but uh, we all, as a as a podcast, really enjoy doing these. We have a good laugh. Uh, we get a couple of people to listen. So, Steve, thank you. <laughs> no, just on the back of what you said there, Ash. Um, a couple of years we've been doing that, or I personally have been doing this now. The you know the the interaction, the engagement that I get on Twitter from from the fans that are either hammering me for loving Liam Palmer, <laughs> or um, you know supporting things that I say in terms of. The, the little bits of silly bits that I do, it, it means the world because the, the football's been shit, but being able to, you know, have that interaction with people and talk to them um, on a Saturday afternoon when it's gone well and when it's not gone so well means the world. It, it's, it makes that, that that painful sort of experience of being a Sheffield Wednesday fan going down a little bit more bearable. So thank you for everybody that's um, listened to the podcast. Thank you for everybody that continues to engage and support uh, what we're trying to do in terms of bringing things to you, whether that be the the, the lockdown lives, the you know the player guests, um, or just us chatting irrever- irreverently, um, it, it does mean a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, do you want a final sign off? Because obviously this is review. This is going to be probably the last pod for a few weeks. Because who gives a shit about the Euros? Because it's not <laughs> Wednesday and. We're not, not recording my review, my my performance. So we're gonna we're not gonna do an pod on bank holiday month. You've spoiled it. That was gonna be a surprise. I was gonna say if anyone can't get tickets, because obviously they're selling like hotcakes, then there may be a be a big surprise. So, but you spoiled it now. So, yeah, the 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 Wednesday week are proud to announce that we will be uh, live uh, from uh, the Eves Trust charity game, where we're gonna mercifully take the piss out of Stevie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so go on Dave no I'm just going to say thanks very much for listening and let's hope for a bit more positivity next year yeah yeah Simon no it's been great It's it's been a hard year for all of us we know that but we've had some fantastic guests on um, the season has been garbage but at least it's given us something to talk about um, we will come back again in the new year uh, the new season sorry but we will. We've got Steve's game to look forward to yet, yeah, and I hope to see. I, I, I might be going as well as a, another podcaster, um, to as well as the guy on the pitch. So, um, and then hopefully we might have. Absolutely dreading playing football. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm absolutely dreading it. <laughs> we, we might also have a few little things up our sleeve over the break as well, just to break up monotony of summer and not being yeah. able to go abroad on holiday. Oh yeah, they're not going to get rid of. Feel like it don't get it's that easy, um, yeah. but it's been great. It's been great. I've, I've met some wonderful people over the last 18 months uh, of doing this podcast. Um, not just the guys who are here, but people outside who, who made friends with me on Twitter and social media. So, have a great summer, guys. That's all I can say.
Yeah, thanks, guys. And, and from me, yeah, I'm going to echo the sentiments. Uh, uh, I've really enjoyed it. I uh, really enjoyed the um, the interaction with the, these guys here, these idiots and the other idiots on the podcast. And um, especially over the, for me, over the last 12 months on lockdown and mentally and things like it's been a real, um, a, a real shining light for me. And I, I, these guys don't know, but they've really helped me. Uh, and the, the doing the podcast has been great and uh, I can't wait to talk about the third tier <laughs> so yeah thanks guys and no doubt you will we're on all the socials these guys are all on no doubt you'll uh, get in touch so thank you very much for everyone listening all the supporters um, and basically yeah Sheffield Wednesday as well and I've got to give a thanks to them because they're, they're who we love and that's how we waste time talking about shit. So, <laughs> thank you very much, everyone. Love you all. We're signing off. Bye. Bye. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.